Play it, play it, play it, play it. We are gay like a fruit. We are looking like a snack. You are listening to Fruit Snacks. I'm opening my um my notes on my phone. Uh-huh. Because I feel like last week we struggled to remember all of the fruit facts that we needed to talk about. <laughs> so I'm like, just in case, let me make a little list. Fruit fact on deck. Because every time we like, we should put that in the fruit fact. We should put that fruit back. And then by the time we get to the fruit fact, we're like, what did what we say? Yeah, I'm like, yeah. fuck. Now I got to listen to this shit like over and over. <laughs> Anyways, hey guys, I'm Brian. I'm Shane. And you're listening to Fruit, fruit Snacks. tired right now but like i'm in a good when's the last time you did a three-day trip well that's the thing it's like literally i've been on reserve again like on call for like the past three months i'm on call again for november and this was the first time i got called for a trip and i don't know the the whole time every other time has been sit at the airport on airport standby but what's funny is this whole week i have um vacation because tomorrow i leave Mm. to go visit my brother and his wife and meet the new nephew but I was like, well, let me just pick up three days of reserve real quick. I haven't been getting called. I'm sure I won't mm. get called. The three motherfucking days I pick up oh, on my vacation. Huh? You pick these up? I pick these up. Oh. They fucking schedule me on a three-day trip. <laughs> but honestly, the the crew was so chill. You know, like one mm. of those one crews where like, if you don't talk, it's not awkward. And then when you do talk, it's like interesting conversation. Yeah. I was like here for the whole experience. But we went through Phoenix, which... You know, flying through Phoenix. No offense to people who are from Phoenix, but y'all are trash, okay? <laughs> like, Sun City. You mean, like, layover? Yeah. Well, the layover's great, but people okay. on the plane, they're just the weirdest uh, motherfucking yeah. bunch of people. Yeah. I got that vibe from, like, a lot of Arizona. Arizona. I'm telling you, Sun States. Like, yeah. Phoenix, or fun, Sun Destinations. Phoenix, uh, Vegas, mm. Palm Springs, Florida, all of Florida, Miami, yeah. uh, Fort Lauderdale, Tampa Bay, yeah. all that shit. And then surprisingly, well, I guess not surprisingly, but I guess it never occurred to me, but like LA and fucking Orange County. I was Orange just going to say, I was about to try and defend <laughs> California and then I was like, no, they're no. fucking weird too. We, I just flew out of Orange County, so I was flying back into Orange County and every flight was like late night flights. And yeah. like, again, I just landed in town at 10 p.m. And with late flights, like... The people who are on those flights are the weirdest fucking people because you can mm-hmm. tell, one, the late flights are usually the cheapest, and two, they probably missed their flight earlier if yeah. they had an earlier flight. We had a girl going to rehab, so she was, like, oh, no. so crazy. We had a no-masker. We had another guy who was drunk who wanted Jack Daniels, more Jack Daniels. Mind you, we don't serve alcohol on the plane yeah. currently because of COVID. He wouldn't put his mask on. So when you say more, do you mean like he had been drinking before he got Apparently, but we didn't know okay. until we were already up in the air. And as I walked by to do the demo, he's listening to music full blast. Ugh. And I was like, hey, do you need headphones? And he's dancing. He's like, no, I'm good. I was like, well, let oh. me get you headphones because I was like, I'm sure people around you will appreciate it. He's like, okay, sure. Give him headphones. He's like, oh, it doesn't fit. I have an iPhone. And I was like, okay, well, then we're going we're gonna to need you to turn it yeah. down. And he's like, well, how do I turn on airplane mode? Like to listen to stream, and I was like, "Excuse me." What? And he was like, "All that is so backwards." And I was like, "Well, first, sir, can you just like pull your mask up?" And he has like a neck scarf. Uh-huh. He pulls it up. Guess what's on it? Trump. No. Oh. Blue lives matter. <laughs> so might as well have been in Trump. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, of course. He was nice, but I was not trying to assume anything, and I yeah. didn't. He was fine, but he was just a little bit to- intoxicated. Mm. And he pulls his mask up, and then he's like, "Show me how to." 
work this music how do i play music on my phone i was like now is not the time to learn literally i was like wait do you have music on your phone he's like i think so i mean i listened to it on my phone i was like but is it on your phone and he's like well spotify and i was like did you download it to your phone he's like i'm not sure i was like that's gonna be a no so you can't but i was like we have music on our you know website or whatever if you want to connect to that He's yeah. like, I, how do you do that? And I was like, let me finish service and I'll be back. Did I come back? No, I did not. When another flight attendant returned, he was asleep. So yeah, I was, gonna say, I was he's like, a big boy. He'll figure it out. Literally, he was like pass out drunk. So yeah. that was fine. Two points to make on that. The first is um, there's a guy at the gym that I noticed today. And I think I caught this the other day, but it didn't really click or register. Mm-hmm. He has a face mask. And have you seen those face masks that they made for the witches of Hocus Pocus? No. Or it's like each of their mouths. Okay. Because they all have very like distinct mouths yeah. in that movie. His is Donald Trump's mouth. And it's like every cartoon and parody that you've seen of Donald Trump, it's like that. So I'm like, that's not even like flat. It's not flattering is not the word I want to use. That's not something that I would want to wear on my face. Is he wearing it to make fun of Donald Trump? No, no, no. Or is it like a satire that he supports him and this is just like a funny caricature I, of the he, person he idolizes? I guess so. Yeah. Idolizes. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. But the other point I was going to make is you said I don't want to assume because you saw like the Blue Lives Matter or whatever. Mm-hmm. I've been having a hard time lately dissociating people who support America with like people who are MAGA people or Blue Lives Matter. Like I just uh, clump them all in the same thing. And when I say that, I don't say that in a complimentary way. But what made me think about this was I was driving down um, Second Street mm-hmm. and there's an apartment complex that's like right on the water. And on one of the balconies, there was an American flag, a rainbow flag and a Biden-Harris flag. Yes. All ne- like on the same balcony. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. <laughs> because in my mind, I'm like, you can't support Biden and be gay and also have an American flag. But like. They're American, so of course they do. But to me, I feel Wait, like... Wait, why can't you support Biden and have a rainbow flag? What? No, no, no. Sorry. Maybe I mixed that up. But what I meant was, like, be openly gay and, like, have an American flag next to it. Like, uh, okay. I, disso- I disassociate those two I things. I see, I see. Yeah. Because in my mind, when I see American flags now, I associate it with, like, right-wing or conservative right. or, you know, yeah, those go-hard people. Totally. And that's, like, so not me. But also, I'm like... I also think what this brings up is the fact that I'm not very proud of America right now. And it's like embarrassing to be here. It's like when you're when you're with somebody who's really embarrassing and you're trying to like hide the fact that you're there and present for all of that. And that's just what I think is happening right now. Well, honestly, well, first off, commenting on that, is it the same apartment complex? I might have jumped the gun, but there was an apartment complex that had that. It was across the water on the bridge. From Second Street. Yes. Yeah. And literally there's a Trump. Did, did you see that? Or maybe they took it down. It literally maybe? said Trump 2020. And then right next to it was a Biden-Harris. And on the other side of their unit was another Biden-Harris. And there was like a pride flag above it. And like, oh, it, interesting. like all the neighbors around the Trump flag were like putting things on their balcony to be like, nah, bitch. Like, interesting. No pun intended, but I'm going to trump your ass with all these yeah. like extraness. Yeah. Jerry lives in that building. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I always like, I notice it especially now because I always see him posting from that uh-huh, building. Uh-huh. And so I just always look at it. And today I just, I happened to see that one balcony where it was all three flags next yeah. to each other and i was like something about it fell off to me right. and it shouldn't because all three of those things should be able to coexist but right now everything is so polarized that it's hard for me to like accept those as coexisting but with that i kind of love the way america looks right now because i think we obviously i really do think we needed to take a huge slice of humble pie because yeah. i think part of it was that we were a butt of a joke but 
we didn't look at the irony of how stupid we look because we just think we're great. And yeah. now that we're like seeing our flaws, I'm like, thank God we're getting this humble experience to be like, yeah, we need to like work through our shit and we're not as great as we actually see ourselves. And I think to tie that in with coronavirus, we realized that like the things that we value aren't as important because of a lot of it is not around anymore. Mm. And especially when it comes to like the economy and like healthcare and stuff where I'm like, mm-hmm. shit is way more important than making money. Yeah. When I was reading this book, um, I mentioned it on one of my in seasons, in seasons. Yeah. The stillness book. And uh-huh. every time I fly, I read and I was reading it and it was like this astronaut was in space and he looked down at the earth as it was a marble. And he was like, it made me angry how petty people are and politicians mm. are to fight these little wars over things that are right and wrong. When you look at the world, we're all interconnected. Yeah. And when you look at the big picture of every single human on this planet in a whole world spectrum, you're like, wow, everything seems so small and mm-hmm. stupid when you like take what is going on outside of Long Beach or outside of California yeah. or outside of the United States or outside of the world. You're like, wow, we're so connected. And especially with the coronavirus, you realize like no one is immune to disease Mm -hmm. and it's like, yeah, we all should come together, but it just doesn't happen. So I'm kind of glad that we're seeing a chink in our armor so that we know like, yeah, we're just like everyone else. Calm the fuck down, take several (laughs) seats. Everyone comes from a struggle. Like it's fine. Yeah. Would you ever move out of the U S absolutely like girl, I've, I've lived there. No, I know. But what I mean is like as a a direct result of like everything that's just happening where you're almost like, I don't want to be here anymore because this isn't worth the fight to me. No. Would you ever leave in that sense? I wouldn't leave because I don't feel as volatile towards America as maybe you might Mm. explain for yourself because I feel like I'm willing and able to have conversations that are uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and I feel like I can get through. Maybe I'm thinking too highly of myself but i really do feel like i can have conversations that aren't so polarizing and we can get like a common ground so it doesn't feel as volatile for me to be in the country right now even though a lot of the things that people are protesting are affecting my life personally right like black lives Mm -hmm. matter or lgbt rights or whatever the case may be but for whatever reason i i have a weird stillness like i said like i i feel eerily calm about the world kind of falling apart and being like everything's gonna be okay Mm -hmm. and i feel like i'm like i said willing and able to have those conversations so it doesn't scare me to be a part of this conversation or this like current climate because i really think that when all the pandemic happened when we started recording back in february like i said one of those memes where it was like 2020 is not a Mm. bad year. It's a year of growth. It's we're going through this growing pain and the struggle to like come out on top. And I truly kind of went through all of this with that same mentality. And I'm like, yeah, when when major change and shift happens, there's always this like painful growing period. And I just think we're in that. And I find the beauty in it or try to find the beauty in it rather than feeling like irritated or disrupted. Because, you know, like I I see this on the other end of my depression Mm. where it felt so dark and heavy where I was like, oh my God, this is going to last forever. But then in the grand scheme of things, it only was a few months where I was like really depressed. Mm-hmm. And it's like life changing for me now to be on the other end and have this like calmness. And so I feel like America is going to go through the same growth. But I understand why people feel so chaotic and crazy in this moment because it is. But I think mm-hmm. once November 3rd hits and we find the results out, it's another cornerstone uh, a milestone of like where we need to go or where yeah. you know what i mean like what is one way or another whether trump wins or not i think it will show and reflect a lot of what america represents and whether it's what i think it should or shouldn't doesn't matter i just think at least you know where your where growth is needed yeah mm-hmm. so i i actually 
I don't know, feel optimistic about it all for some reason. Yeah. I mean, according to our friend who works in news, and this is a direct on the on the record conversation, Biden's going to win, so. I think so, too. <laughs> P.S., that was a joke. I mean, I was talking about this with somebody who does work in news, but um, I've talked to two people now who know a lot more statistically speaking than I do and there's like a lot of confidence in him winning I think what scares me the most is that a worry exists at all that he might not win well I think the worry exists because when we saw the election in 2016 I don't even think Trump really believed that he was going to win to be Mm -hmm. honest and then all of a sudden he did and I think partly it was like a joke but then partly it was like oh fuck we're now in over our heads Mm -hmm. and now people have that fear of like this ain't funny anymore. Like I'm ready for this joke to end. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's funny because I was saying like with this friend, I got a news update today that was talking about how a lot of cities are preparing for protests and uprisings regardless of the outcome. And that kind of makes me a little uneasy because Mm -hmm. I just think that it's going to bring out a lot of emotion from a lot of people all at once. And I think that it happened four years ago, but I think that when it happened four years ago, there was this like, what you were saying saying in like a startled kind of mm-hmm. effect of being like, wait, what? <laughs> like this shock value. But right now there's like half a country who's still rooting for him. And that's what I think scares me. Like I don't, I think you're, I mean, personally, I don't know. I haven't looked into it, but I feel like you're overstating when you say half the country. When I say half the him. country, I, I look at the votes of 2016. Sure. And I think that was a matter of maybe tens or hundreds of thousands of a difference, which is, not a lot at all on mm-hmm. how many people live in America. That also goes to speak for like only the people who voted. Right. right. So there's a ton of people who maybe didn't vote for Trump that also didn't vote for Hillary. But I think it's just because those numbers are still so big. That's what makes me feel like defeated almost where I'm right. like, oh my gosh, it's not just like, uh, oh yeah. I mean, he's his supporters have dwindled so much in the past four years. I'm like, how are there still so many of them? Right. Like, you know, but that's just a, a difference of opinion. Well, I think part of it too is that from my understanding, again, this is not factual. It's just my opinion. But I do think that people who voted for him once are now distancing themselves from him because it was either Republican or Democrat. But now they're like, there's a division in the Republican Party from my understanding mm-hmm. where it's like, it's a Trump America or a Republican Party America. Yeah. I feel like I'm not necessarily a Democrat. Like I almost look at like Republican and Democrat as like he and her. Like uh-huh. maybe I want to be a little non-binary yeah. and go off and like be something else. But for the sake of like right now, I'm a Democratic voter. But it's funny because even if it was like Trump and I don't know, like John McCain, if he was still alive, I'd be like, give me any fucking Republican that's like not (laughs) Trump right now or not like one of the people who's been in his like uh, close team for the past four years. And I'm here for that. Like any sense of normalcy in terms of like politics, I'm all for it. Did did the Republican Party ever give a secondary candidate to run against Trump when it was this election? Because I don't remember. 2016? No, 2020. No, he was no, just okay. The, he it was, was just, just the, the, the shoe and got it. Yeah. See, I feel like had that been the case, it might have been a different story. But you know, I think if the Republican that, Party turned on Trump, it would have been a whole different. Yeah, well, I think that's part of the thing is if they had turned their backs on a president uh, on an already sitting president, it would have looked really bad for the Republican Party as a whole, and I feel like they would have had even less of a chance of winning this yeah. election. In being like, they're not even supporting each other, like you know. And then lastly, go Dodgers. LA is having a tremendous sports year this year. They just won the World Series. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Lakers won at the NBA Finals, and then now the oh. Dodgers just won the World Series. Mm. But with that said, I guess in downtown LA, there were like huge riots to celebrate, celebrate, and people were destroying shit in the city. <sighs> and I'm like, ain't nobody trying to worry about that yet yeah. when it's about an actual life and not some stupid fucking sports game. Like, mm-hmm. it's no big deal to rip up your city because you're excited. And in my head, I'm like, I will never understand straight culture. <laughs> I will never get For it. For real, though. Mad because Shakara said that tastes like Garrett's and it absolutely does not. Give you a little bit of um, some popcorn ASMR. Hold up. I just am eating Costco popcorn. That's <laughs> a mix between caramel corn and cheddar popcorn, yeah. which I don't know why that's such a staple. It's just a salty and sweet. But remember when you get the um, tins of popcorn for Christmas yeah, and you just Boy take Scout the cardboard out yeah. and it's all mixed in? Yeah. That's what that is. Yeah, I, I was talking about Garrett. He tried saying, it's like Garrett's. And I knew exactly what he was about to say. And I was like, no, it's not. Because if that's just not staining your fingers, it's not like Garrett's. <laughs> of course, my fat ass last night, I was like, I'm still so hungry, but I have purposely not gotten snacks so that yeah. I can't snack. Right. And this time I was like, actually, though, I'm hungry. But I had no like extra food, so I dug into the popcorn and i was like it's satisfying what i need but it's not like fulfilling my craving right right um did any of your crew members tell you that you look really thin right now no Hmm. has anyone told you that recently yeah weirdly enough really yeah do i look thin i was gonna joke and be like well you don't but no you do do i really yeah for you kind of look like um what was her name from big comfy couch molly I don't know. Remember the show on Nickelodeon? No, I didn't grow up. You look very little on this couch, is my point. (laughs) Well, it's funny you say that because I was in Palm Springs for Kyle's birthday. And three people that weekend were like, did you lose weight? And I'm like, no, actually, I'm the heaviest I've ever been. So thanks for asking, bitch. You haven't lost any recently? No, Mm. not a single ounce. Well, I mean, like, have you been trying, though? I've I've done a few jumping jacks here and there. (laughs) So, like, yeah. I've been trying to close my rings on my Apple Watch. Okay. <laughs> um, I saw you guys working out the other day, the other morning. I don't know how you, I mean, you were out there for maybe like 30, 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you lasted that long because I was like wheezing walking from my car to the gym. Because the, the air yeah. quality was like so bad. Matt and Nick got evacuated. Yeah. And well, I don't think that they were evacuated. I think they couldn't get to their house on like the five freeway. So Matt was like, I was able to go on the 405, but they posted a photo and like, it's so crazy because I, I always think in Let's my mind... Let's pause real quick just so we can okay. fill in. If you don't know, California oh, yeah. and Orange County is having another bout of uh, wildfires that mm-hmm. just roared up. I don't know how it got started, but that's I, what we're so talking about. So the air is super dry right now, but on top of that, we got hit with... Well, more inland got hit with Santa Ana winds. Santa Ana winds, yep. Um, Russell was sending me photos from Chino, mm-hmm. which is more in that direction. And it, it looked like a dry hurricane in mad max for sure like just dust dust dirt ash the sky like you couldn't see like passings but then there was like a tree that i could see in the video and it was just like stripping away and then he was like driving through his neighborhood and like all the streets just had like trees in them luckily the one good thing that happened was there was a house by his street that has this giant it's like the size of a football goalpost but it's a Trump 2020 flag mm-hmm. came down. So <laughs> God works in mysterious ways, yeah. but yet here we are. Praise him. <laughs> yeah. Um, all that to say, I, I don't know how you guys were out there that long because 
the past well since you left three days i've had every window in this house shut good because it's been so ashy and like dirty and i've been sneezing nonstop in public which has been mortifying yeah sometimes i can kind of swallow them down not lately dude speaking of which you know it's been pretty warm except recently in california we averaged about 85 some 90 days and like I forget the rest of the world is cold. Mm. Tell me why I went on a layover in Spokane and there was snow on the motherfucking ground. I didn't even think about that. Did I fucking pack shit for snow? (laughs) No. Tell me why I had literal gym shorts and like a t-shirt. That's it. Because that's what I would have worn had it been in California. Yeah. Mm. Change of seasons, girls, (laughs) boys, listen to me here. It's not warm outside. (laughs) It's not warm outside anymore. Did you do anything? Um, yeah, I went to Chili's. <laughs> I went to Chili's, um, which was right across the street. I got the triple dipper appetizer. I don't even know if that's what it's called, but I got Southwest egg rolls, uh-huh. buffalo, boneless buffalo wings, and sliders. Uh-huh. And then I ran down to a coffee shop called Atticus. Shout out to them. Cute. They gave me a free drink. Hmm. And then I went Did to... Did you complain? No, but they messed up my drink like... I'm not kidding, like a year and a half ago on a layover. Oh and then they're like, here, just take a free punch card. Next time we'll like mm. make it up to you. And I was like, oh, thanks. I just keep it in my wallet. And yeah. I was like, wait, fuck. I forgot I had it. So I went and used it because I was like, I don't know when the next time I'll be here. Cute. And then I went to Sephora and got new sunscreen. But it's freezing out there. Yeah. It was 28 degrees when I landed. And I was like, Oof. oh, my God. I didn't realize the rest of the U.S. had like yeah. snow at this time of the year. But I guess it's normal. I was flying with a guy who I've never flown with before and we were hitting it off so well. Mm. And the flight attendant in the back was like, he's single, like go for it. Like da 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 da. But I didn't want to push it. And I was like, we hit it off really nice and we got along, but he's really cute. And I mean, that's the end of it, but I will say that. Did you get his number? No, I just sucked his dick in the galley though. And I'm kind of embarrassed. That's enough. But I, um, saw his friend group and I just question it because they're kind of like, of flight attendants. Yes. And okay. they're all flight attendants, which I'm not judging. This is not a judge, but just like from the friends that I tend to enjoy being around, I just feel like we have different ideas of fun. Mm. You know, like we veg out, watch TV, play games mm-hmm. as far as like game night and stuff like that. They're more like, let's go to WeHo and mm. those kinds of gays. But again, I just met him. So that's very presumptuous of me to assume. Yeah. But on my, on the sit that we had in Seattle, she was like showing me his Instagram and all that. I was like, oh yeah, he's kind of cute. She's like, you should get his number. Like da 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 da, which I didn't, but I was like, if it's in the cards, you know, it will happen. But if it doesn't, it doesn't. Like we'll fly again. We'll meet again. I'm not, I'm so unproductive. Is it? Yes. Why? Because you've been talking about for so long how you want, to interact with somebody and now you've been given this opportunity okay, to do that. Okay, don't be dramatic. Like and you're, you're like, acting it, so dramatic. If it happens again, it's meant to happen. And it's like, well, no. no, it's not that. But like in that moment, I didn't feel internally like, oh, I'm drawn to this energy. And that's not to say that it wasn't there. But obviously at work, you're there to do a different job. Had we gone out somewhere else, I'm like, maybe it could have been a different situation. Maybe we could have been more like in that mindset. But it, it it was like something that was intriguing. So I give it that and I give it that credit, but it wasn't intriguing enough for me to be like, I want to see you again. But that wasn't because I didn't want to see him again. It was just very like blah to me. You should have invited him on a date to Chili's. <laughs> I should have, but he was on my Phoenix layover, not my Chili's layover. That's, That's so weird that you guys split like that. Is it? Yeah, we only ever did that when um, something would happen to a flight attendant. Well, the only there's only one position that does that. Yeah. Yeah. And he was that position. I so. see. 
But so I wanted he's first. Him in, I wanted him in another position. You know what he was? He was the D. You know what that stands for? Oh. Mm. Uh, uh. The what? <laughs> the D. Uh. <laughs> I was going to say, speaking of connecting, but this is more reconnecting. I posted something. Oh, I posted a photo of me on Instagram uh-huh. dropping my ballot at Cal State Long Beach. So that, like the pyramid was in the background. I was like, great photo up. And Paul Rico reached out and he's like, wait, you're here. And I was like, bitch, I've been here since February. But I forget that because of the Corona, like, I've been here, but not in that capacity where I'm like going out and about with everybody. And I downloaded a really new funny filter on Instagram. So you're thriving. Thriving. Like when you catch me up with your life, I just hang on the edge of my seat because every little detail is so interesting that I'm like, oh my God, did he go to the gym again? Oh, he did. I did. Did he go to Trader Joe's? Oh my God. He He got that maple syrup, whatever cream. I'm like, oh my God, I can't. The maple oat milk? Sure. They're out already. (laughs) Are they? They've stopped selling it. Damn. Yeah. I've been to two Trader Joe's for it. Damn it. Guess what I'm doing right now? (laughs) What? I'm refinancing my house again. Oh, <laughs> yeah. rent's going down. Nope. Yep. Not for you, for me. <laughs> yep. I reached out because I was flying with a flight attendant who just went on escrow. She's like in her mm. last week buying a house in, or a condo in Long Beach. And she's telling me how the interest rates are low, which I knew because as we know, Kyle's buying a house as well down the street in Los Alamitos. Yep. And his interest rate is real low too. And I was like, oh, well, maybe. And so I reached out and I was like, hey, I hear interest rates are really low. Would it be beneficial for me to refinance and i was talking to my financial whatever person and he was like i don't know let me see and he took a quick screenshot and i he was like yeah you would save a a few bucks here and there not he's like nothing dramatic but he's like i don't think you'll get an interest rate as low as what you would get right now Mm -hmm. so he's like you might as well give it a go and he's like let me type up something real quick blah 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 and because he had most of my information and all my pay stubs and credit score and all that it happened so quickly that i think I'm going to be refinancing here soon. And I'm like, hell to the yes. Like, honestly, it couldn't have come at a better time. And these are the gifts that I mean that I, like I get from the universe where mm-hmm. I just like don't. Well, not that I don't, but I try not to stress about things because as yeah. I was saying last week, like I'm not financially where I like to be to feel comfortable and like not mm-hmm. have to think about it again. I'm broke mentally, but not broke actually. Yeah. But then I just keep my eyes open for little avenues Mm -hmm. and just kind of go in that direction and see if it works if it does cool if it doesn't i'm fine with that and this one seemed to work out the way it should so i'm like oh awesome that seems like a great move so i'm really understand what that means like if i owned a house i wouldn't i'd be like sure i'll refinance but i wouldn't know what i'm getting myself girl same should we talk about it do you know do you know enough to talk about it? i know enough to that i did it twice i guess like you've already refinanced yeah twice (laughs) so this is your third time well i bought the house got the loan had a set interest rate, a fixed 30-year loan. Um, a year into it, I heard that rates were dropping, so mm-hmm. I refinanced again, and that dropped like $300 off my monthly. Mm-hmm. And then this time around, again, interest rates are dropping again, and each time I drop like an entire point, which is actually a lot. Mm-hmm. It takes what you already owe yeah. or and haven't paid and then redistributes that over the course of 30 years again. So you're extending the time, basically. Pretty much, yeah. but like because I just bought this, like it's extending it but it's not like who gives a shit that's like me the difference would be like say you're on a 30 year loan you pay 15 years and the other 15 you extend back out to 30 so now Mm. it's a 45 year loan over that interest it might not be worth it but some people refinance so it drops really low so that they can use that extra cash to invest in something Mm. else so it just depends how you do it financially but i i feel like it's what is the right decision right now Well, that makes sense but yeah those numbers scare me like 30 years that's so long. Is and it? Like, I'm not... Uh, yeah, I don't say that as, like, Well, yeah, because we've been on this earth for 30 years, so that's literally our entire yeah, life. And yeah, and I can't think of, like, 
of being even when i get a car i'm like yeah like five years <laughs> but even with that said though like with the house most people i mean i don't know i shouldn't say most people but people don't always stay 30 years you know what no, I'm saying? yeah you like it's almost like paying your mortgage and putting it in quote unquote a bank so when you end up selling it all the money you put towards your house is like almost a savings pot you mm-hmm. just aren't spending it yeah. instead of rent where you're literally throwing it into someone else's pot but thank you yeah. for throwing it into my pot shane <laughs> Uh-huh. Our pot. This is our house. That's what the fuck is, which means both of our rent goes down now. <clears throat> so anyways, Thanksgiving is coming up. <laughs> and um, you decided to plan a Thanksgiving feast without letting me know. So that was lovely. With who? Your mom and whoever else. My mom and my sister. I told you they're coming to town. Well, Chikar was like, Shane asked me if I'm coming over. I was like, oh, is he doing something? He's like, well, he said his sister and then people are coming over. I was like people i'm like bitch this is my house what party is he throwing it's my mom my sister carlos and his boyfriend are coming you said town. just my mom and my sister that's already two well, no, more names you were referencing because uh-huh, i did going, keep going carlos and russell and i already told you and kyle that i was doing this when kyle was here that night but i said i'm not inviting either one of you because i don't want to hear about how white this thanksgiving is <laughs> or how we do things differently and you don't like this and you don't want that girl and this is the exact is- same situation that just played out with all of you going to palm springs where i didn't get invited but i didn't say shit so okay let's rewind no 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 well i'm not placing that on your shoulders i'm just saying you're a part of a plan that is exactly mirrored to this plan bitch don't even try it because kyle was like is shane gonna come and i was like i don't know you invited him before did he come and he's like no and i was like okay to palm springs bitch because he went to Palm Springs two days after we went to Joshua Tree. No, 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 no. Which I invited him to. No, not that. His birthday, the time you didn't go because you wanted to go to a Halloween party instead. Uh, no, I did not show up because I said I'm not coming. I didn't so show up because no, no, Robert no, no, no. got sick. You're sitting here smiling because you know you lying right now. No, because I know that you love to play that story out. Like, you knew that was going to happen. And I'm like, oh, I knew Robert was going to get sick. Bitch. Okay, y'all listen to the story. Which, and it, oh, by the way, actually speaking on that, if he wants to pull that card, how come Robert got invited this year? Robert Zapata? Yeah. Got invited last year too. Exactly, and he didn't show up. He was the reason I didn't show up. So if neither of us showed up, that's not a valid excuse. Wait, did he get invited this year? Yes, he showed up. Oh, the well did. then maybe Kyle don't like for your fucking ass. Okay. <laughs> you said, okay. So fuck her for Thanksgiving. <laughs> she can't come over. Robert got invited? Yeah, like two weeks ago. No. Swear, I literally just talked to him tonight. That's a lie. He was like, wait, why don't you go to Palm Springs? And I was like, I wasn't invited. He's like, oh, that's weird. And I was like, why were you? And he's like, yeah, Kyle came over like a couple weeks ago after he left here. Oh, that's right. He stopped by Roberts. He's like, what are you doing? You should come to my birthday in Palm Springs. And I was like, oh, you got an invite? Because here I am like, oh, it's a tier thing. Well, it was though. That's what's Mm. weird. Two things with that. That was my impression because you didn't go. He was like, oh, he probably won't go again. And then two, it literally was everyone from the gym except for Chikara. Hmm. And the only reason Chikara came, I don't even know why. I mean, we're all friends, so it's not a big yeah. deal. But because he was at the gym so much, Chikara was like, oh, well, he knows everyone there. So he might as well come. I'm like, okay. Not that that's an excuse gym, or anything. So. But exactly. That's what I'm saying. Not that yeah. that's an excuse. You would have been fine if you were there or not. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, maybe you shouldn't be such a god-awful bitch. That I mean, I've invited to Kyle to everything we've done this year. My birthday, Joshua Tree. The only reason he didn't come to Joshua Tree is because he made it a 30-person event. And y'all y'all love not going to each other's events. Well. <laughs> <laughs> well, keep me out of it because I don't want to hear it. Do you know how to cook turkey? Yeah. 
I don't like, I don't care for Turkey that way though. So I've already established with anybody coming that day that like, I'm probably going to buy a store-bought Turkey. Don't even do Turkey. Well, well, if I go, if I'm invited to this house party that I, is like I'd house, rather a rotisserie chicken. That's what I was literally going to say. Why don't we just, we, <laughs> why don't you just make like two chickens? Yeah. Well, Carlos was talking about wanting a ham and my mom likes ham. So I think we're going to do like uh, an oven baked ham. I don't care for that at I all. Don't. I literally like the sides on Thanksgiving. Same. I can't oh, fuck with Thanksgiving. And you know what? I bought myself the vegan um, Trader Joe's loaf. It's like a turkey thing. It's really know. good. Ew. But with that being said, turkey's just like kind of ugh, to me. Like it's good, but I don't care to spend eight hours making no. it. Literally, if it's not Thanksgiving, I don't eat turkey. If mm. it's not Thanksgiving, I don't eat ham. I do like stuffing though. I, I like stuffing. cranberry. I like that tartness with the savory. Do you like the canned cranberry or the soupy cranberry? Either. Mm. It doesn't matter. I think I'm more prevy to the canned cranberry because I want to say that's what we used to do because cranberry was never like... We put more effort into like the mashed potatoes and the macaroni and cheese. Love mashed potatoes. So when cranberry came, it was definitely an afterthought, but it was like, yeah, I guess. Like yeah. we would grab it on the way out, not necessarily like we have to get cranberry. Mm. I, Thanksgiving is not for me. I don't really like Thanksgiving food. And I think it's weird that people eat Christmas dinner with Thanksgiving food again. Like they make the same It is feast. like the same stuff. I don't understand yeah. that. Like yeah. honestly, if we did away with Thanksgiving, I would be fine with it. I mean... When you think about what Thanksgiving was started because of, I'm surprised we are still celebrating it. I agree. (laughs) Like, I love the idea of giving thanks over the year and kind of reflecting, but then do that shit on December 31st, Mm. going into the new year, rather than, like, doing it on some, like, made-up kumbaya. Yeah. No, thank you. Well, a lot. I've seen a lot of people post like about how they're surprised that we haven't turned voting day into like a holiday. A holiday, 100%. and they're like, take away Columbus Day and just make it voting day. Like, make it the same thing, yeah. basically. Because when I think about what I learned of Thanksgiving when I was a kid in school, it's like the pilgrims and the Indians sat down and had a, a wonderful like Thanksgiving feast. There was no mention of like rape and pillage and like and also torture you and... called them Indians, so. That's what we were taught in school. I know, but that's what I, that's how problematic everything oh, yeah, is. Do you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So silly. Mm-hmm. It's crazy because we have friends now, or we know people now, I'll say that, who are Native American. And I feel like identify much more now within like the tribe that they maybe didn't grow up as deeply rooted in yeah. growing up. And it's so crazy to think back to like me just assuming that they were like, we just said Indians, not like Native Americans with right. tribes and like all these stories that we've never learned about, right. you know, if it's not in the facet of like Twilight. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's it that point alone where you say that like they have a whole history that's rooted in a story and we have a whole completely believed separate belief system. Mm-hmm. It was crazy to think because, you know, on TikTok, my favorite place to just <laughs> veg out on. There's this trend, not a trend, but they always say like, oh, she's the main character where like Mm. a girl's telling a story about something that happened and they're like, oh, you're the main character, bitch. You Uh, know, like all the the rest of y'all are just background. uh But then on the flip side, it was this guy who brought up this word. Fuck, we should probably put this in the fruit facts, but I I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it. But it's a word and he was crying as he was saying it, but I thought it was so beautiful that every single person you pass has their own main character story. And whether we Mm. interact with them or not, we could be the person that's just sitting at the coffee shop as a background actor Mm. or 
uh, the person that ran the red light or changed their life or didn't affect their life in any way, shape or form. And I was like, that is so true because we get so wrapped up in our own lives and our own ego to be like what we think and what we need is the most important thing in the world Mm -hmm. that we forget that everyone else, and it sounds so stupid, but we do, we forget that other people have problems and worries and hopes and dreams Mm -hmm. and successes and failures where we just like literally have no knowledge of. Yeah. Other than, oh, that's the girl that's sitting in the window at the coffee shop. Or that's the boy waiting for the bus on the side of the street. You know what's so weird about you saying that is I've been thinking a lot recently about how photos have changed. Where, like, I feel like for a while I never wanted anybody else in my photos. Like, photos that I would be posting. I don't care if it's just, like, well, we haven't used disposable cameras in years. But (laughs) that's something that I never used to think about. And now I'm, like this place is meant to have people in it. Like the fact that there's people around me is fine. There's nothing wrong with me. Like the photo is still centered on me. That's why I'm taking it. But like I started taking a lot of photos without me in it, whether it was of like friends of mine or of just like places enveloped with like people, you know, who live there or who are visiting like I was. But all of those people do add so much character to like whatever storyline lies within like a photo or a, a moment in time within that setting. Well, that that juxtaposition of that detachment is what I feel like social media kind of created that beast of the selfie, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like this is my curated life, yeah. What I deem as perfect or successful or happy, and you realize that all the photos that are being posted are quote unquote candid when they're literally mm-hmm. not. And I'm the king of a candid ass photo <laughs> yeah, that looks real but it's fucking not but i do it in like a satirical way yeah well i mean i post it for real like oh i like the way it looks but when i'm if you ever in a picture with me i'm like everyone we're laughing (laughs) take it take it take it you know it's like you post that like oh it's so candid we're just naturally always so happy and go lucky Mm -hmm. but i feel like what you say comes from that era of like look at me social media Mm -hmm. i'm the main character because this is my page yeah which i think to a certain extent, you need to live as a main character. Yeah. Because I feel like if you say you're the main character and you look at yourself as a movie, it makes your it makes your life feel important, whether mm-hmm. you're doing something great or not. But then also, like, bitch, get real. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I just think on in, like, common sense law, you should be the main character of your own story. But yeah, you shouldn't be forgetting that, like, there is a story and the only way a story will progress is with, like, involvement of everybody around you right yeah but like even with that said going more broad don't you think you could say that for like how the political juxtaposition or the political conflict is in america that everyone's the main character in their own story which is why people are like i'm not the villain in this edit Mm -hmm. and so i'm like with that said can't you understand why people feel so strong about one opinion over the other or vice versa and i feel like we forget that like we're not the main character in their story mm-hmm. just like we're they're not the main character in our story so we should understand that it, both stories can coexist but we fail to yeah do that. i think my issue there is not with the people around me it's more with um i i do believe that politicians although they very much are like self-centered main characters in their mm-hmm. own stories and want to be main characters in everybody else's stories shouldn't be living the exact opposite way of that, right? Mm -hmm. Like politicians should theoretically be elected to office 
to be the voice of the people who aren't yeah to 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 make other people main characters and be like i need to fight for these people to like be lifted up and that's so not what's happening but guess what we were the ones to put those people in those positions so who's really at fault Uh, other than us yes and no but granted like maybe we voted and other people didn't but then we didn't use our voice enough to get people to be like this matters do you know i'm saying so i'm like at a certain point everyone's at fault like that's why i'm like America is reflecting what America wanted. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't want this, then you should have done something about it. But because you didn't, this is where we're at. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm like, yeah, I understand why we're at or why we are where we're at. And just this morning I was at breakfast and I was having breakfast with one of my good friends and she was talking about abortion mm. and she comes from a religious background and she was saying that she supports pro-life. Mm. Right. Where she wants to outlaw abortion, all that stuff. And she actually was really happy to have that conversation with me because she's like, I feel like I'm not judged with you when you talk about it, even though our views are completely different. And I was like, yeah, because I don't find what you're saying is wrong, because what she was saying, the fundamental idea of what we thought was right or wrong is from our life experience. Mm -hmm. And from her life experience, I think she mentioned it was her sister or someone in her family had adopted a child. Mm -hmm. And that child impacted the family in such an extreme way that she was like, I wouldn't imagine what it would be like to not have this child in my life because their mom didn't want them. And if they got aborted, like this life could never exist. And people out here want children Mm -hmm. and can't and are willing to adopt. And that could go to a nice home and X, Y, and Z. And I was like, from your life experience, I understand why that's important to you. Mm -hmm. Because if I lived that experience, had that personal connection, I understand why pro life is your decision right Mm -hmm. and i was like but for me when it comes to abortion i'm a man i don't have to go through pregnancy i will never get pregnant i'm gay i literally will never mistakenly have a pregnancy so it literally doesn't affect me but from my standpoint as i see it is that just like how i would want to get married or not i would still want that right Mm -hmm. and i don't understand why someone who is straight who has no effect of my love life or has to even deal with it would dictate if I get to choose to marry or not. And I'm like, because I know what it's like to not have your choice on how you want to live your life. That's where I'm pro choice where I'm like, whether I agree if abortions are right or wrong, doesn't matter to me, but I want to give someone that responsibility and that choice just in case in their life, they, they weigh the outcomes and say, it's, it's necessary for me to have an abortion. Cause I'm like people, the extreme cases are saying that abortion is used for, birth control where it's like oh just a mistake which i'm like yeah i'm sure that happens but i don't think that people majority of people who are having abortions and this is from my understanding and the people that i've come in contact personal friends who had abortion it's never an easy decision yeah and it's never the first decision they want but it's always the best decision for what they needed in that moment and Mm -hmm. they don't regret it even though it was very difficult yeah and i'm like yeah being there on that journey with them, I understand why it's important to have choices like that. Mm-hmm. Because if I were to see them have a baby, it would have been a completely different life. Yeah. That I'm like, I can't imagine how that would have panned out. And so that's why I'm like, those differences differences can work, but we just have to understand that everyone's coming from a different main character story. And we fail to realize that. And it's okay for two main characters to exist in the same story. Mm-hmm. And this is going to kind of go on a tangent, but... Well, that's all very like Inception. What do you mean? The idea of like uh, stories coexisting and like, I think people are scared that they'll get lost in like not not knowing if their their story is real, if your story is real, and like not knowing how to differentiate the two sure. versus just allowing them to coexist. Right. Yeah. 
But like I, I joke, I say this jokingly because I was talking to the flight attendant and I was like, I love to get proven wrong because when I was young, I thought eating ass was the nastiest fucking shit when I first heard about it. But then once I tried it, I was like, thank God my dumb ass had tried eating some ass because that was the best gift I could ever get in my life. So I'm like, from that day on, even though I say that in a satirical way, that really did change my life where I was like, oh shit, like me feeling so volatile towards things is really stupid because I really don't know what it's like until I experience it. Yeah. Once I experience it, can I even speak about it? But if you don't experience it, then shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. And that's where I was like, girl, eating ass <laughs> has taught me lessons. Okay. But then secondly, I was watching the Avengers mm-hmm. and if you guys haven't seen the Avengers, Thanos is the main character, the main villain who says he wants the entire universe, half of the population of every single universe to be killed. Mm-hmm. And he's like, people who like, kind of like what we're experiencing with climate change, right? Like kind of playing it into real world and yeah. explaining it in like real world matters. But like um, uh, the, the human population is using so many resources on the earth that we're pretty much a virus on the earth and we're kind of destroying our ecosystem mm-hmm. and like overrunning it in a way that's not sustainable. And that's what Thanos' message was. It was like, the universe, he's seen so many colonies in the universe. It sounds so stupid. (laughs) But so many colonies in the universe where they've ran rampant with population that they ruined their own ecosystem realistically. And he's like, if I take out half the population, it's a reset button, an instant reset to restart. And then... You know, the Avengers are like, no, we can't do that because these people, these connect, these stories that we're so connected to, whether it's like Black Panther or whatever, who end up passing away, spoiler alert, they come back, spoiler alert, <laughs> but, <laughs> but long story short, even though Thanos is the main villain, I understand where he's coming from, where mm. I'm like, yeah, that's a fix. But if Thanos and the Avengers just worked together to like make an actual fix and not be like so extreme of being like everyone needs to die and then they'd be like no, nothing needs to change when I can see both sides being like yeah, there's some valid claim. I just wish they would come together a little bit. Mm. And they don't. So, I don't know where I was going with that, but I just wish the world wasn't Thanos and Avengers, at least American culture, and I wish we could just <laughs> come together. Like yeah. the Avengers, I guess. But again, like the way they're the main characters and their stories told in a way to like benefit their storyline and say that they're the heroes. I think Thanos was a hero yeah. in his own right. You might not have agreed with his ways of going about it, but to a certain point, I'm like, yeah, I get his viewpoint. Mm-hmm. And again, like like I was saying earlier, like that's humbling. We're like, yeah, yeah. I don't know everything. I don't know Thanos' experience. He comes from a place that that makes sense to him. And if I if I truly lived his life the way he lived it, I probably would have had a more understanding of why that makes more sense. Yeah. And that's the same thing with me where like my friend about the abortion, like if I came from her life experience, I would understand more why it's so important to have pro-life. But I didn't. Mm. And because I can only judge life based off of my experiences, yeah. I can make a judgment. But I also have to be open to hearing why there's possibilities of an other alternate reality because there are. And mm-hmm. just because my reality feels so real, it's only real because I'm telling myself it's real. But it's not actually real. Yeah. I only have to say this because I'm argumentative right now. But I love. In that argument, uh, uh, and this is like not anything on you. I'm just thinking about her argument she had that possibility to open her life to that child with the option of abortion still existing. Right. Like those two storylines are coexisting right right now. So like, I understand that's that storyline. Like I understand the, the ethos in that, but also like there's real scientific need for 
this choice right that doesn't impact her storyline at all i agree you know so that's why it's hard for me to like still wrap my mind around 100 i'm like on the same page as you which is why i'm pro-choice because i'm like yeah that storyline doesn't have to impact my life but i will say in her defense I don't know if this is how she would say it, but this is my idea of why people who are religious are more pro-life. Mm-hmm. Because I think in their head, there is one truth, mm-hmm. right? Like God is the way, the Bible is the way. Yeah. Anything outside of that isn't the way of life. And because there's that one way of thinking, it's so linear that that's the main character in this story. Mm-hmm. Whoever follows this path is the main character to holiness. And I think that's why she might believe that that's the only storyline. And yeah. I agree with you where like both storylines can exist. And if your truth is don't kill a baby or whatever, uh-huh. or you, abortion's not for me, then don't abort. But then in her mind, she's like, well, no, everyone should feel this way. And mm-hmm. I think that's why religious people in my head and just me realizing this in this moment is that I think that's why religious people try to make so many things about gay lives and gay rights and, you know, yeah. murder or whatever the case is where religion is usually the basis of why there's so much distraught differences of morale as well as like throughout history, a ton of wars, because that's the one way of life. Mm-hmm. And if you don't go that path, you're not on the right path to salvation or being a great human but i think we come from a place of being like yeah we forged our own life and we feel like we're good people who make pretty sane judgments and like have good moral values again what is a good moral value who's to judge but Mm -hmm. i feel like we both think that we're good people and we don't have to necessarily follow those rules of religion to say that but i think when you sit there and think yeah christianity is the way or mormonism is the way or catholicism is the way or judaism or whatever the case is and you follow that wholeheartedly without a doubt or with just blind faith you are blind to the idea that other people might have other ways of thinking because you're like oh you're just you just don't know when it's like Mm -hmm. no they might know but they might know a reality that's different than yours and that's not to say they're wrong but in their head their bible's like yeah any way outside of god's truth is not the real truth and I yeah. think that's why those two storylines can't exist. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, I'm like, even if I was religious, and again, maybe this is why I'm not, but I feel like if I was, I would understand that other people have other ways of thinking and it's okay. Yeah. Well, and I think that's where I struggle understanding like a conservative mindset versus a liberal mindset is at the end of the day, I always feel like I'm like in a lot of the arguments that I have, Politically speaking, I feel like I'm arguing on the side of simply providing an option for people, mm-hmm. right? You can have health care or you can't. You can abort or you can't. You can get married or you can't. Like, And when I say you can't, I mean if you, don't you choose to. not yeah. to, you don't have to. Versus me pushing, and I guess you could argue like health care was pushed on people, but like if that's your argument, I again, you lose me because I'm fighting for like a better means to your health and survival. So that, that is an argument that can be made and I'll, I'll right, like, like well, that. just real quick before you continue, like someone could be like, well, my truth is you shouldn't be fighting for an overall blanket for my own health. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. Go ahead. Versus somebody who's like, my religion is how you should live your life. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, not in regards to this girl, but like, who the fuck are you? Like, who the fuck would I be if I was like, you should live in the gay mindset. I mean, everybody should <laughs> as a sidebar, but that's not my place to tell somebody to live that way but just like, because it makes me happy. In their defense, that's what their religion tells them. I know. Is like, if, they are, if they're not going to see it, you need to let them see it. Yeah. Which is like... Cult. Culty, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a little bit culty, but... Yeah. 
I don't know. I mean, I've tried religion. But think about anyone who believes wholeheartedly. You can say that about vegans, too. You know, it's like anything outside. Leave us alone. Huh? I said leave us alone. Bitch, girl, you be chowing down on some In-N-Out. Yeah, I haven't had it in a while because Abby's coming and I'm like, don't. (laughs) But that's the thing. It's like you can say that about any, I don't want to say cult because I don't think veganism is a cult, but like that cult mentality, I should say Mm -hmm. rather, because I think religion has a very cult mentality. Yeah. vegan crossfit has a very cult mentality yeah, uh fitness or instagram mm-hmm. or whatever the case is that you wholeheartedly believe in where you go into the dark side of being like this is the one and only truth yeah i think religion has a big problem with that is because that's part of the basis of their foundation is like saying that this is the one way mm-hmm. and i think that's why for this particular person and again this is my own opinion um and this is not a judgment on her and this is not to like shed light to be like yeah religion's bad because i don't care one way or another but i'm just saying this is an observation that i've made is that because she's religious i think that that's why she feels so i'm right Mm. i this is the way da 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 when i'm more like you whereas like yeah we both can exist yeah like if you want to like girls and you're a guy cool yeah i'm a guy and want to like guys that should be cool too because me liking a guy does not affect you in any way unless you're scared that you might have feelings towards me which is very likely but then we can go from there maybe get coffee Mm -hmm get a drink i mean you can drink because i don't drink alcohol <laughs> i like food i love mexican food yeah i like pad thai but we don't have to get pad thai because i also like sushi <laughs> and then we'll just see where it goes and if you and don't you know a place that does sushi and thai now yeah buy blue okay we can go to buy blue <laughs> and then if you're sitting there and halfway through the day you're like this isn't for me because i realize i don't want to be with a man i'm okay because i'm letting you give get that choice you mm-hmm. know what i mean so yeah, I'm like Mother Teresa. So that one's for Anthony. <laughs> Simple things that interfere a day, a week, a month, a year. We bring it up for a reason. Simply put the sins in So for my end season, it's funny because it's coming almost at nauseum. Like I'm so tired of hearing about it, but it's almost like the one way in which America has united in in a similar mindset um, because we keep hearing on both sides like vote and everybody's talking about the importance of voting in this election because this episode is coming out the day before our presidential election. My in-season has to be by obligation to vote. I hope that you have either voted by now or plan on standing in a long line tomorrow to get that ballot in. Um Because like I said, this is coming from both sides. Like, I think it's important to exercise that right. And I think I've learned that most importantly over the past like four years, how important speaking your voice is. Um, And you've mentioned before, like, you can't complain if you're not going to exercise your right to vote. And so in that, whether you're Democrat, Republican, conservative, liberal, whatever, you should be exercising that right if you have it. So vote. I will follow suit with that. Um, this is not my in season, but just to put a stamp on that is, yeah, yeah vote. I think that's great. Vote, mm. motherfucker. Vote. And I understand that you're like, my voice doesn't matter because my state is blue or my voice doesn't matter because my state is red. Mm. Who gives a shit? Like Shane just said, if you don't vote, you better not fucking complain for the next four years. Yeah. Point blank. Period. Also, on that argument, I've just learned that they just announced Texas for the first time, like, Maybe in history. I could be misspeaking on that. That's but a misspoke. Misspoken word. Yeah, it's not in history, but I know what you're about to say. Keep okay, going. that it's undecided or yeah. it, they haven't called whether it's going to be a blue or red state. And that's 
huge for Texas because it's like nearly always been a red state. Yeah. I want to say they did vote democratically. Oh my God, is it? Is that a word, democratically? I think so. Okay. They voted democratic previously, so it's not new. But we'll put that one in the fruit facts to see if that is real. But my point in bringing Texas up is it is a huge deal. And it literally will come down to every every ballot counted in that state as to whether it becomes a blue or a red state in this election. Yeah. Which is major. Yeah. And with that alone gives me hope that people are actually caring whether it is Republican mm. or Democrat. Yeah. I don't care. Party sides doesn't matter. I just like people getting involved to make America a better place and not sitting idly saying what's going on is okay. Cause mm-hmm. that's what I love is that we're like, yeah, let's get involved. And I really yeah. do believe that this younger generation is the one that's going to change mm-hmm. this whole election. So. Yeah. I think the next election we'll see like a huge surge in, for sure. Younger people being activated. AOC and, for 2024, baby uh, girl. No, I'm pushing for like a little further down no. the road. 2024 and then 2028, bitch. I think Kamala will be on the ticket. That's okay. If Joe doesn't pass away, she'll get a jumpstart on the <laughs> ticket. <laughs> she'll be the first black and Asian female. Yeah. Just knock him out. All the ceilings all, all broken. Them. So my in season this week is way more impactful in my life and like, I dare. <laughs> we're gonna say that my end season and i was no. like bitch mine is impactful <laughs> well no. we just talked about it i would i would venture to say this is more impactful too than okay. your end season um my end season this week is sum sum okay. <laughs> so stupid sum sum has been a part of my life for the past three years okay three I, years yeah three years i was in japan and I was watching this little Asian girl play Sum Sum on her phone, and I was like, oh my god, what is that game? But I was like, eh, I don't know if I'm really interested, but it looks fun. Like, the art and the graphic is, like, really exciting. I was like, oh, cool. Mm-hmm. But for people who don't know, Sum Sum, they're, like, little plush toys, but they have a game for it. I Literally, I don't fucking know. It's some Japanese shit. But... <laughs> it's Disney-related. It's Disney-related. Yeah. Disney created it, but you play as little Disney characters, and it's almost like a hybrid between, like, Candy Crush and... I don't even fucking know, but, like, you play as a character, and your characters have special skills. They have, like, every single character under the sun when it comes to Disney shit. Mm -hmm. Currently, my top two favorite ones are Bat Hat Minnie. She's that bitch, okay? What is it? Bat Hat Minnie. Bat Hat. Yes, because it's Minnie Mouse, but it comes out in October, only in October. And she's, like, in a maid costume with, like, a bat hat. And her skill is, when you supercharge her, is when you push her skill, little bats fly around, and you pop the bats to kill the Tsum Tsum, and you get major scores, okay? Uh So this October, me, Chikara, Miles, and Kane were all playing, and she came up in the capsule for a special edition, and all of us got it. And tell me why all of them are playing with Bat Hat Mini from here on out, okay? Uh-huh. So that's one. And then my second one is Jedi Luke, okay? I hope I'm not losing you guys on this. I hope you guys check it out because honestly, this is the game, okay? It's more important than voting. So if you want to uh, vote first and then no, get Zoom Soon. It's just as important because you can play Zoom Soon while you wait to vote. Honestly, bitch, I be playing Zoom Soon in every line I am. Yeah. Line of McDonald's, Zoom Soom, okay? <laughs> like right before I pull the card out on the plane, Zoom Soom, okay? Right before I got Payway, they were waiting. They and when they <laughs> I were been to Payway, in Payway years. in Seattle Airport, when they were when I was waiting for number one seventy nine to be called, what was I doing? Sum Sum. Okay, <laughs> are you guys following? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so fierce. Okay, and then the last thing I'm gonna say is download it. That's all. Yeah. No wonder you're re- you're refinancing. You're like investing all your <laughs> savings into Sum Sum. Literally. You should turn on the TV really quickly. 
Why? Well, because the election's over at this point. <laughs> See who won at least. <laughs> well, then I guess on that note, you guys, we'll catch you next week on the Zoom Zoom podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if you like this episode or any previous episode please do us a favor and like subscribe share rate follow listen all of the above if you want to see what's going on with the podcast or any interesting shit that is really not that interesting um you can follow us on instagram at fruit snacks pod and if you want to email us you can email us at fruit snacks pod at gmail.com and as always this is probably the last time we're gonna say it but vote bitch vote go out and vote and then with that note we will catch you guys next week bye 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 all right, so for this week, we only have two facts to fact check during this fruit fact segment. The first one coming about Texas's voting history. This is from 72towin.com, and it says Texas became a state in December 1845, participating in its first presidential election in 1848. Texas succeeded from the Union in 1861 and was not included in the 1864 or 1868 elections. So then this is where it gets interesting. From 1872 through 1976, Texas went Democratic in the vast majority of elections. However, that changed in 1980 and Texas has sided with Republicans ever since. Having a Bush on the ticket each election from 1980 through 2004, which is actually pretty recent, helped make Texas a reliable red state. In 2016, Donald Trump won the state by a margin of 52% to 43% over Hillary Clinton. But it's important to mention that the Democratic Party was actually more Republican as far as its views back in history and vice versa for the Republican Party being more Democratic as it is today. So even though Texas voted Democratic in the past, the thoughts of the Democratic Party were more in line with the conservative parties of Republican views as of today's standard. And then secondly, we questioned the word Sonder that I brought up about being a main character. And this is from a lustforlice.com. And this website kind of gives a good synopsis of what that word means and kind of encapsulates the entire meaning of the word that I think is pretty close to what I was trying to get across. But it goes, Sonder, you are the main character, the protagonist, the star at the center of your own unfolding story. You're surrounded by your supporting cast, friends, and family hanging in your own immediate orbit. Scattered a little further out, a network of acquaintances who drift in and out of contact over the years, but there in the background, fate and out of focus, are the extras, the random passerby, each living a life as vivid and complex as your own. They carry on invisibly around you, bearing the accumulated weight of their own ambitions, friends, routines, mistakes, worries, triumphs, and inherited craziness. When your life moves on to the next scene, theirs flickers in place. Wrapped in a cloud of backstory and inside jokes and characters strung together with countless other stories you'll never be able to see, that you'll never know exist, in which you might appear only once, as an extra sipping coffee in the background, as a blur of traffic passing on the highway, as a lighted window at dusk. And with that said, that is the end of Fruit Facts this week, and we will catch you guys next week on Fruit Snacks. Take care. Bye.